lifting and appreciate them lifting up the name of the Lord in song and worship, leading us today. Appreciate our media sound that's here today doing what they do, making it possible for us to be able to live stream today and do this service for you today. Well, I tell you, I know that breakthrough is coming. And uh, probably on some level, every individual around is breakthrough waiting to happen. You've got to believe that today. Old song said, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Well, there's an assurance that comes with knowing that the Lord is on your side. And I love to know that God has plans for me. Uh, We've quoted this, I guess, a lot lately and read it a lot, but in Jeremiah where the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not evil, but then to give me an expected end. You know, I may not see everything that God's expecting. I just know that He is. And I know that the Lord has an answer for every question, that He has a solution for every problem, and that there is still nothing that is too hard for the Lord. You've got to believe that something better is coming, that the Lord did not save you and call you out of darkness. He did not shed his blood, fill us with his spirit, promise us, promise us eternity with him, to watch us get punted around on this planet with nothing but failure and misery and heartache and sorrow. But he spoke that there was a better day coming. And I'm not just talking about the afterlife. I'm not just talking about when we walk through the gates and hear him say, well done. I'm talking about here on this earth that there is something better for you and me. One of the favorite Psalms that, I, that we read from Psalm 23 says that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He goes on to say that you have prepared before me a table in the presence of my enemies. I know that there's something better waiting on me on the other side of that valley. I know that even while I sit at the table, uh, I'm going to be attacked. I'm going to be in the presence of my enemies. But you see, that table is your provision. It's everything that you need. It's the favor of God that, look, even though you're going to be uh, attacked and you're going to have things happen in your life that could bring you down, I'm still going to provide. There's still going to be a table spread. It's not an empty table, but, but it's everything that you or I might need to survive. There is breakthrough coming. You just got to believe that. You need to tell your husband or wife or whoever you're watching with today, your kids, there's a breakthrough coming for you. Maybe your loved one is going through something rough right now, but you just look them in the eye and tell them, in the name of Jesus, breakthrough is coming to you. It's going to happen. I can't tell you when, and I can't even tell you how. I can just tell you it will. There's a lot of details that Jesus leaves out a lot of times. He just lets us know, stick around and you'll see it. Just stick around and you'll see it. 
I got to get going. I'm just ready to jump in here preaching today. I got to read you a scripture today. I want to say again, thank you for joining us and being with us online today. And I hope that this blesses you today. And before long, we'll be back to having service. And when we do, we're going to continue to live stream. So those uh, who live far away and maybe uh, can't come here in person will still be able to enjoy the services with us. And so we are thankful that you're able to do that today. Uh, verse of scripture, two verses today, John 10 and 10. I have probably read and referenced this scripture more in the last three weeks than I have ever in my life. But John 10 and 10 says this, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. In John 16 and 33, the Lord said this, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise God. I want to preach for a few moments on this thought. The life beyond. The life beyond. Let's pray together today. Lord, we love and appreciate you today. And we are thankful for your mercy and grace. And I'm thankful that there are promises yet to be had. Lord, I know they're there. I know we are persuaded and we embrace them and we believe today that there are promises for us to have by faith. Today, bless everyone under the sound of my voice. At home, car, another state, another country maybe, wherever they might be. Lord, I pray that you'll touch them and bless them. Lord, and we're going to praise you for these things in Jesus' name. And everybody would just say amen and clap your hands one more time to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you're standing at home, be seated. Uh, Thank you for being with us again on live stream today. And I'm going to try to preach a little while because I don't want you thinking, well, he just preaches about songs. A song says, I believe breakthrough is coming, so he preaches that as, as doctrine, but I'm going to prove it to you in the scripture that that things are coming, that there is something beyond what you're going through. You have got to believe today. Come on, somebody. Listen to me. Listen to me today. I understand that there is mess and heartache and trial and trouble and fear and confusion going on in this world today. I know that not just with the things that are happening with this virus, that just in your personal life, it does not stop the onslaught of the enemy. It doesn't stop the mistakes of the flesh. Just because we are sheltered in does not mean that we are not uh, apt to make a mistake or get ourselves in trouble. I know that we can still be heartbroken. We can still be beaten down. We can still be abused even in this hour. But you need to know that that's not the end of your story. That just because you have suffered a few things over the last month or the last few weeks or even in the last few hours, that this is not where you stay. That the Lord has a provision for you and I today. He is going to prepare something better for us. He told his disciples, hey, don't let your heart be troubled and don't let it be afraid. If you believe in God, believe in me. I have 
going away to prepare a place that where I am, you can be also. And I know that when we think about the life beyond, that we think about that life, that I can't wait to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. But let me tell you something today. Before you ever hear those words, you're going to have to be faithful here. And it's not hard to be faithful when you know that every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, and every line. Let me tell you, the promises of God are in him, yea, and in him, amen. That I do have victory through him, and I can still do all things, and I can still not get weary in well-doing. I can still serve the Lord with gladness. I can still hold fast to the Lord and see him come through. The name of the Lord still a strong tower that the righteous run to and they are safe. There are still so many uh, promises in the book today that we forget sometimes. Maybe we've we've prettied them up so much, making them into uh, greeting cards and bumper stickers that we forget that they actually have power. But when you start applying the word of God to your life, let me tell you, you'll get through high water. You'll get through fiery furnaces. You'll get through hell on earth when you trust God. The Bible says, they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion. You think that mountains don't ever have any trouble, any any rough weather? If you've ever looked at sometimes at the climate on mountains, it's where they have the the higher up you go, it's where it's uh, less... uh, uh, easy to live. It's uh, we always talk about that mountaintop experience, but you can get so high up on a mountain that you, it'll kill you. You'll die. But you know, uh, study and see how many times those mountaintops get hit with lightning. Look at the storms that they have on top of the mountains, and look uh, how dark it can be up on top of the mountains. Sometimes I understand that we want to be like that, but uh, even mountains go through a storm. Even mountains have times where uh, things are not always sunshine and blue skies and and pretty pl- uh, puffy clouds going around. It's it's, it's uh, storms and lightning and wind and and fury. But he said, "They that trust in the Lord would be like Mount Zion." That even though they suffer these things, they still abide. They're going to be there. They're not going anywhere. And I want you to know today that there is life beyond what you're going through today. I didn't know they were going to see this breakthrough coming. I was glad. I asked them when I heard them practicing this morning. I said, are you singing that right before I preach? They said, yes, we are. I said, that'll be perfect because there is breakthrough coming. There is a life beyond uh, what you're going through. I think about the Hebrew boys, uh, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, and they had uh, went into the fiery furnace. And you think, well, that's where it could end, but it didn't end there. It was still hot. It was still the fire. It was still a furnace. It was real fire. It wasn't fake fire. They were in that, but they survived. And when they came out, they were promoted. There was life beyond the fiery furnace. You know, one time Paul was, uh, he was stoned and left for dead, but he got up and kept on preaching because there was life after the stoning. Hey, Lazarus died and was dead four days, but Jesus said, come forth, and he came out of that tomb, and there was life. The next chapter, you'll read about Lazarus sitting at the table eating with Jesus. And you know who else was there? His enemies. Talking about that table spread. Come on. Lazarus was sitting at the table with Jesus and said the Jews, they hated Lazarus more than they hated Jesus because he was resurrected. They said that more people are going to believe because of what Lazarus has went through and what he has survived and what he has come out of, and now people are going to be really turned to Jesus because of Lazarus. So, hey, they was ready to kill Lazarus again. 
Let me tell you, there is something on the other side of what you're going through. There is a life that is beyond what you're, what's happening. I, I, I know that we, we say, you know, for all, thing, all things work together. It's Romans, it, and it's true. All things work together for good to them that love God or are the called according to his purpose. I want you to know today that God's purpose is greater than the enemy's purpose. God's purpose will suck the life out of the enemy's purpose. This is what Joseph said to his brothers. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. He said, and he said, what God did was he took all your scheming, all your plans, all the things you did to me, and he just pulled the life right out of it and turned it around and turned it into something positive, not just for me, but for nations of people, for hundreds of thousands of people, for our people. Job thought, well, hey, here I am losing everything I've got. And the enemy was taking all this stuff and touching his body and afflicting him. But when it was all over, God blessed him more in the latter end. He took the purpose of the enemy. He sucked the life out of it. Job kept on hanging in there. And at the end, Job realized that, hey, it wasn't over. There was life beyond the misery. There was life beyond the loss. There was life beyond what I went through. Jesus has a plan. Sometimes we go through things and it hits us out of the blue, but it ain't never out of the blue to God. God is never caught off guard by what you and I face. He saw it coming and he knows that you can take it. Because he has spoken his word that I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The word abundantly is parisis. And what it means is, in the Greek it says, uh, in the sense of beyond. So if you read it now, it says, I've come that they might have life and have it beyond. I know the enemy stole and he killed and he destroyed and he had his day in their life. But I was right there all the time and I'm telling you that because I'm with you, we sing the song, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. There's something beyond what I'm going through today. He said, I've come that you might have it more abundantly. I've, I've come that you might have life beyond this destruction. You don't have to live in the rubble of your life. You don't have to live in the, in the garbage of what's happened to you. You don't have to live in the middle of your mess and your mistakes. But Jesus came that you might have life beyond. It also means superabundant in quantity or superior in quality. I told you, your best day ain't got here yet. He said, when the enemy's done, I'm going to give you life that is beyond this, and it's going to be super abundant in quantity, and it will be superior in quality. Sometimes we're so focused on where we are, we think this is the best life going. You ain't seen your best yet till Jesus pulls you out of a mess. There is life beyond what's happened in your life. Maybe what went on to you wasn't your fault. Maybe you didn't plan it. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe somebody abused you. Maybe somebody took advantage of you. I don't know. But I'm telling you today, quit trying to make up for it by doing things in this life. You can't make up for it. Just give it to God. He loves you. And if you'll let him, he'll take care of it. He said the thief comes. And I, I, I was studying this morning. I thought, I know that we have an enemy, a roaring lion, the enemy, the devil. He goes about seeking whom he may devour. I know he's a thief. I know he's nasty, and I hate him. But sometimes I wonder, are we the thief? 
because we are our own worst enemy? Are you the thief who is stealing your own joy, killing your own victory, destroying your own life because you're saying, am I just damaged goods now? Somebody took advantage of me when I was a child and I've never forgot about it. And so am I just damaged goods now? Am I not any good? I've made mistakes and I've done this and that. Am I just damaged goods now? And you know, you, you, you've believed, well, I've, I've got two strikes against me. The third strike is on the way. Hey, why not make your mind up? I'm going to hit this one out of the park. <laughs> Instead of taking three strikes and out, why don't you say, send another one. I'm about to launch it. I'm about, you're about to see my best. You're about to see what I can really do because I know that God will not let me down. I don't, want to be the, I don't want to be the thief in that sentence. I, I, I want to be right there with Jesus having that life. I want to be the they, that they might have it more abundantly. I want to be able to live beyond my mistakes, beyond my failures, beyond my sin, beyond uh, my confusion, beyond all the things that I have. I want to live beyond my sickness. I want to live beyond my disease. I, I want to live beyond the things that are going on in my life, and I believe that Jesus can give me that. I want you to know today that you're listening to me somewhere. Maybe I don't even know who you are. But whatever happened to you in your life, I'm I'm telling you now in the Holy Ghost, whatever happened to you, that Jesus has a better life. It's going to be beyond this. It's going to be in your rearview mirror. You're going to put it behind you. And it's going to be super abundant in quantity. And it's going to be superior in quality. Your best days are coming. So... The scripture says, Jesus told us, when he tells you this, I am come that they might have life more abundantly. You've got to believe that. You've got to quit just living off the first part of that verse and think, I'm just being defeated all the time. But remember that Jesus uh, is also in this picture, and he's with you, and he never leaves you, and he never forsakes you. He's there as well. And then he said, these things I've spoken unto you, I've told you some things in my word so you could have peace. What in the world do you think this book is about? He said, they that love thy law have great peace and nothing shall offend them. This word will bring you peace like you've never had before because it will let you know that you will go through trouble. Jesus said, I've, I've told you this so you understand. In the world, you will have tribulation, but you still got to have peace because he said, I told you that I've given you words that will give you peace even when your world is shaken. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so there are things that Jesus wanted us to know so we could continue so we could keep moving forward, keep following, keep praying, keep preaching, keep working for the kingdom. He doesn't want us to fail. I don't want you to fail. I want you to keep going for God. I want you to keep serving the Lord. I want you to uh, put your hands on the plow and keep moving forward and don't look back. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. You got to make it to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. But you're going to have to, uh, to do well to hear him say, well done. You got to keep doing what God called you to do. And so you've got to believe that, uh, hey, hey, even though he hasn't given you every detail of how it will work out, maybe he hasn't given you a timeline or, or a day, a week, a year, an hour, but, but he does let you know it will be all right. He might not tell you when it'll be all right, but he said it will be all right. It's going to be okay. The psalmist said in Psalms 27 and 13, 
I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You've got to make it up in your mind in this land where you live. In the middle of tribulation, you have got to believe that you will see the goodness of God. He said, I had fainted unless I had believed. What are you believing? Are you believing the lies of the enemy? Are you believing uh, your own negative thoughts? Are you believing what somebody else is telling you? Or are you believing the Lord God? Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Have you believed that Jesus is your Savior? That he is not just the Savior of your soul for eternity, but he is your Savior right here on this earth. That he will bless you right here. That all your needs can be supplied according to his riches and glory right here. Hey, when I get to heaven, ain't going to be no needs. So he's got to be talking about while I'm down here. I'll have no needs when I get to heaven. Hey, you won't even need to eat or drink when you get to heaven. You won't need to sleep when you get to heaven. Hey, there is no need. I don't need him to get rid of the devil. I don't need him to get rid of, of lies and ugliness. When I get there, it will all be perfect. But down here, I need him. I need him every hour. I've got to have him because I'm going to face some troubles and trials. But what I do know is this, is that I will see the goodness of God. Because there's always something beyond. There's always something beyond what I'm going through. Paul said he was shipwrecked. That means there was life beyond. He was able to write all that because it, it was in the past. I was stoned by my own people. I was beat by my own people. I was shipwrecked, and I, I stayed in the waters, uh, you know, for three days and three nights. I was, I was just floating, and 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 could have just been worried about being just swallowed up at any time. There were all kind of things. I, I've been bit on the hand by a serpent while I was building a fire. I've, all kind of things have happened to me. I'm telling you this because I made it to the other side. There was something beyond every trial and every test. And, and Paul was able to, to say, I have fought a good fight, finished my course and kept the faith because he knew that God got him to the other side of it. There was something beyond. Hey, Paul made terrible mistakes and Paul persecuted the church, but there was life beyond that. Maybe you feel like I've done terrible things against God. I've turned my back on God. I haven't lived my life for God. There's still life beyond your greatest failure. Job said that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He said that in chapter 14. And so we maybe we think, well, he's just talked about his life. But yeah, but even though Job understands that my life will be full of trouble, he also said, I will not let go of my integrity. And though the Lord slay me, yet will I trust him. Job never threw in the towel. He, he never uh, gave up on him. He, hey, listen, the Bible says, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But just because we are the children of God uh, does not mean we are exempt from trouble. But it also certainly means that we are not exempt from victory. 
More than anything, we, we're not exempt from trouble. It's going to rain on the just and on the unjust. We're not exempt from trials and tests. Think it not strange, the fiery trial that is to try you. It's going to come your way. But honey, just because you're having trouble doesn't mean you're exempt from having better days. Just because you're in the middle of it right now doesn't mean that God has forsaken you and turned his back on you and, and you'll never see the sunshine again. Weeping does endure for a night. You got to go through it. But honey, joy comes in the morning. And that's the word of God. Let me tell you, even in the statement that Job made, he realized when God's done trying me, I will be gold. People will try to get you to just give up on God. His wife did. Why don't you just curse God and die? He said, no, not going to do it. There's something beyond this. Uh, there's something beyond this. And, and if, if the Lord gives, he can take away. And if he takes away, he can give. Whatever it is, God's going to take care of us. He, God's faithful. There is no excuse to quit because God is faithful. Come on. That's, that's, a, that's a whole message right there in, in one sentence. There is never an excuse to walk away from God. There is never an excuse to stop doing the things of God. There is no excuse for us to turn our back on this Savior because He is faithful. I know it can get hard and it does not belittle the heat and the fire of your trial. But let me remind you today that Jesus is with you. No matter where you are, he is with you. The Bible says for me to be content with such things as I have. Sometimes what I have are the broken pieces of my life that I thought was going to happen. Sometimes what I have is nothing but a list of people against me. Sometimes what I have is a negative doctor report. Sometimes what I have is a negative bank statement. Sometimes what I have is a pink slip from my job. Sometimes what I have is my car getting repossessed. Sometimes what I have, uh, hey, is trouble and trials on every hand. But he said, be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You know what our problem is? Is often we're not content with what we have, and we're still trying to hold on to what we had. But the Lord can't do nothing as long as we're trying to hold on to what we had. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He said, I need you to just get content with what you have. Come on, play the cards you're dealt. You're going to win. Trust in me. I'm going to take care of you. I can build the ruined places. I can build the waste places. I can make all things new. I can put things back together. I'm the Lord. I can do that. He said, but as long as you're trying to hang on to what you had. The Bible said, it doesn't say be content with such things that you had. It says be content with what you have. What you had was in the past, and you can't live in the past. And you can't move forward hanging on to the past. You can't hang on to your mistakes and expect to go anywhere. You can't hang on to that sin and expect to go anywhere. You cannot hang on to the trouble and expect to go anywhere. Give it to God. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You've got to believe that God is faithful. I don't want to be tied to what I had but I want to be looking forward to what God's got for me because my better days, my more abundant life, my life beyond is still yet to be realized. 
in Luke 22 and 31 and 32, the Lord talking to Simon Peter. And Peter had the keys to the kingdom of heaven and was a, a great man to the Lord, but Peter had his struggles. And the Lord tells him something about his life. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desire to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. But then he says, and when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Not if you're converted, but when you're converted. He knew that he had enough faith that if he could just keep his faith, that he was going to be there again. He said, Simon, I'm going to tell you, Satan has desired to have you. Why don't you just shoo him away? Because sometimes you need a little sifting so you can be strengthened. You need a little sifting so you can see where your faith is at. You need a little sifting so you can see that life that's more abundant. You need to go through what you're going through. That word sift is, is it means like a sieve, which is a, a strainer that has all these tiny little holes in it. And, and whatever was solid and was packed together, it's going to all come apart as it begins to pass through. And sometimes we feel like our life has fallen apart. It has been sifted back and forth. I don't know if you ever watched your grandmother make biscuits when you were growing up. But man, I would watch my grandmother. She had a sifter, had a handle. She'd be cranking it. And she'd put a clump of flour in. And and it was spreading it everywhere. Just That's what we feel like the devil has put us in that sifter. And he's just wearing us out. Wearing us out. But let me tell you, Jesus said, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when... Oh, you're coming out of this sifting is what he's saying. You're coming out of this though. When you are converted, that word converted means to come again or to revert, which means to go back to a former state. I don't mean go back to your life before God. I'm talking about, he said, when it looks like he has destroyed you, when you get back, because you will be back. You're not down and out. You might be down, but you ain't out. You might be knocked off your feet, but you're getting up. You might have got knocked back, but you're about to go forward. When you come again, when you get back to preaching, when you get back to praying, when you get back to worshiping, strengthen your brother. You're going to get something in the middle of this that's going to not just be for you, but it's going to bless somebody else. Somebody else is going to realize that, hey, if they can make it, I can make it. If they can get up, I can get up. If they can serve God, I can serve God. Jesus never had plans for the devil to have the victory. He never meant for the enemy to have your soul. He never meant for the enemy to wear you out. But let me tell you, he's going to do his best. But Jesus said, when I'm expecting you back. I'm expecting you back to worship. I'm expecting you back to pray. I'm expecting you back to testifying. I'm expecting you back to serving me. I've got people that need what you're going through is what he said. I've got people that need your testimony. I've got people that need uh, that faith that has built up now because you went through it. Oh, it, it, it like it scattered you and tore you apart. But hey, let me tell you, it, it ain't nothing to him to put it all back together. He said, and when you come again, when you come again, when you get back to your former state, listen, 
You just got to get back to trusting him and serving him. Jesus never said he was going to prevent that sifting. So quit praying for it. <laughs> he never said, I'm going to prevent that sifting. But he said that you, I'm saying that you don't have to lose your faith and that you will be back after this sifting is over. Faith in God. Faith in the calling that Jesus gives you. Faith in yourself. You're not self-reliant, but you've got to have a little faith in yourself that you can stand with what is inside of you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The sifting will cause us, and it can cause us to quit if we lose our faith. It can come through trials and tests of our flesh, of our spirit. It can be emotional. It can be heartbreaking, and it's all sifting. It's trying to make you less than whole, like everything is falling apart. When Peter denied the Lord, can you imagine? Can you imagine how he felt? Well, see, we, we think, uh, man, it, you, we read the story and thought, oh, that's pretty bad, but I want you to think about a man who had just stood and openly declared, everybody can forsake you, but I'll die with you. No, I'm not going nowhere, Lord. I will go with you even to the death. I, I'm sticking with you. And he wasn't even under any threat just warming himself by the fire. Hey, you was with him. No, no I don't know him. Hey, yeah, I saw you. You want to hear it, not me. I don't know. And then begin to curse and deny him. And then, but that scripture says, and when that rooster started crowing, and, and Peter remembers in words and says, and Jesus looked at him. Could you imagine as those words came out of your mouth and your eyes met the eyes of Jesus? You mean you heard that, Lord? And Peter runs out weeping, and we don't know what what he did, pulling his hair out, probably screaming and crying. I don't know if he what he did in those few days between the time he saw Jesus again in that room where he said, Peace be unto you. But I do know that I read that Peter was standing up on the day of Pentecost and began to say, This is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And when he preached that message and they didn't know what to do, so they asked him, what shall we do? He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He began to tell them, look, he had denied the Lord and now he's telling them that they had denied the Lord and he knew what to tell them to do. It was his brethren, devout Jews from all over the place. It was He was pre- preaching to the Jewish nation there and in Israel and in, in, in Jerusalem, and, and he was strengthening his brethren. He was telling them, he was standing up, and, and don't you think it strengthened his brothers and his the, that other uh, those other ten that were there from that original uh, walk with Jesus when they saw, look at him go. I, ho- I hope they were saying, "That's it, Peter. Come on, you didn't stay down." I know you denied him, but you didn't stay down. I know you cut that fellow's ear off, but you didn't stay down. I I, I know you rebuked the Lord one time, but you didn't stay down. I'm glad to see that you can still go through it. There is something beyond your mess up. And there was something beyond that denial Jesus had waiting for him. He still, hey, he didn't snatch the keys away from Peter when he denied him. He said, you still got the keys. I hope to see you there opening the door for salvation to many. 
after the sifting, beyond the sifting, you still have something to do for God. You still have a life more abundantly, that's superior in quality. It's going to be a better life than you ever imagined. So we, we can imagine pretty good. We think this is it. I've got everything I ever wanted. And then it gets, God's got something else waiting on you. You are more than the mistake that you made. You are more than the heartache and the abuse that you have endured. You are something to God. And when it all goes to pieces, it's easy to only see the destruction, only to see the sin, to see the shame, the fear, the torment. It's easy to give up hope that life will never, ever be productive or back to normal. But that's not what the Lord said. In Psalm 31 and 22, I see people do this so many times. They, they just walk away. They, the psalmist said, For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. I, I've preached before on this. There's an old saying, haste makes waste. I don't know who said it first, Ben Franklin or somebody. I can't remember where I read it from. It's an old saying, man. Uh, but it, it was one of those little proverb sayings that haste makes waste. In other words, if you get in too much of a hurry, you're going to make a mistake, and, and uh, you need to take your time and get it done. And, and what he's saying is, I said, I just went ahead and spoke it out and put it out there. And when you start saying stuff, you'll believe it. And I just went ahead as soon as something happened, I was ah, God don't love me no more. And you start believing it. Oh, I'll never get it right. And you start believing it. I'll never get over this. And you start believing that. I said in my haste, I'm cut off from before your eyes. Our failures, disasters, our messes were not meant to be forever. They're not to be worn around as a label uh, or an identifying mark uh, that, that this is who we are from now on. Jesus said, I came to give you life beyond that. Beyond what is happening or what has happened. There is a super abundant, superior quality life for you. So don't get hasty and remove yourself from a life that is beyond the mess that you've endured. Beyond, it's beyond your wildest dreams. For eye hath not seen, and ear has not heard, and it has not even entered into the hearts the things that God has prepared for them that love him. You don't even know what God's got laid up for you. A life lived for and loved by God. When David sinned uh, in a great sin against uh, Uriah, when he went into Bathsheba and lay with her, and then she becomes pregnant. And, and so to cover it up, he has Uriah sent to the front of the battle where he is killed so he can cover it up. And then he brings her on into his house and marries her, takes her for his wife. And the prophet comes and lets him know David God has seen all this. Of course, I'm, I'm shortening it up, the story, but God lets him know I've seen what you've done. And this child that you have had with Bathsheba is going to die. And David begins to fast and pray, and the child died. And, and then David goes into the house of the Lord, cleans himself up. He worships, and he sits down, and he eats. And everybody's trying to figure out, what are you doing? How is this possible? And David said, listen, while the child was sick, who knew what God would do? Maybe he would bring him alive and heal him. But now that the child is gone, uh, there ain't nothing else I can do. Uh, he's not going to come to me, but there's something beyond this. I can go to him. And David knew that there's a life to be lived past my mistakes. It says that God, that uh, David went in and comforted his wife, and uh, they had another child named Solomon. And it says, and God loved Solomon. 
And they want another king like Solomon for wisdom and riches. Solomon was a, a great king and God loved Solomon. And it let me know that even though David made some mistakes, horrible mistakes, that still, even in that, he was able to repent and get his life right and, and get things back in order and do something that God loved. In the psalm of repentance that he wrote concerning this situation, after he had prayed and asked God to cleanse him and wash him and, and create him a, in him a clean heart and renew a right spirit within him, he said, then, when you're done doing all you're doing to me, God, then I'm going to teach sinners and transgressors in the way. He said, after this is done, I'm going to tell somebody what it takes when they make a mistake to stay right with you. Let me tell you, you still have purpose just because you're not ended just because you've had some mistakes, some hiccups down the road, something has happened in your life. God has a life beyond what you're going through right now. You can still do something for the Lord. But it's easy to sit down and not move, to be stuck dreaming about what could have been. But let me tell you this today, when you, when you live in that world of what could have been, it will destroy the life of what can still be. You will never realize what can be if you're worried about what could have been. It's time for you to, to stand up and dust yourself off and trust God and start walking and see what can still be. God is not done with you. You still have breath in your body. God's not done with you. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Yeah, you made some mistakes, but you're still breathing. You ought to lift your hands and praise God and say, Lord, I praise you for your mercy endures forever. Maybe you ought to find a place to get down and pray and say, against thee only have I sinned and, and ask God to forgive you and cleanse you and create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit within you. And y'all can come to the music this morning. I'm getting ready to close. I don't want to be stuck in yesterday. I don't want to be stuck in trying to rake up what I had. I want to go on to see what God is going to give me because my best days are coming according to him. You hear what I'm saying to you today? You know, sometimes it's terrible in this life, but sometimes as children... We go through things that haunt us deep, deep into our later adult life. Things that on our own we can't seem to let go of and lay down. And you know what you'll try to do? You'll, you'll try to be something. You'll try to atone for that, feeling like you're damaged goods now because of what somebody else did. And you're always working overtime trying to please everybody and do everything right because you feel like you've got to work extra because you're just broken and busted and you're trying to prove something but let me tell you you ain't got to do that what you've got to do is just trust God say Lord here's what I have here's the pieces of my life here's the heartache here's what I have endured here's what I have gone through and let him take that get rid of it and then give you something new he said behold I make all things new so don't get stuck in what could have been because, hey, we could all sit back and say what could have been or I should have, what should have been, what might have been and live the life that can still be.
And this life can be better than any you've ever imagined. If you haven't given your life to God, if you've never really just surrendered to Him, why not today? Why not find a place where you are right now? I can't repent for you, but I can tell you, uh, you can repent today. Ask the Lord to forgive you and make a decision that I'm going to turn from living this kind of life and I'm going to live my life for Him because, you know what, I'm still, I'm still here. And that means I can still do something. It, this, this was tough. It, it, it knocked the wind out of me. It, it knocked me down, but I'm still here. I've made some mistakes, but I'm still here. And, and so uh, I have had tribulation in this world, Lord, but you have overcome all of this. He overcame sin and sickness and iniquity and transgressions. He, he overcame it all. They, they preached about that the other night. My son was preaching about how Jesus paid it all. And so Jesus knows that this world holds tribulation for you. Yep. For us, born again, tongue talking, preaching, singing, teaching, people loving of God. Just like us, we still have trouble. But God has given us life beyond. He said, be of good cheer. It's something past this. So it's time today for you to move out of what could have been into what can still be. Settle it today. Make up your mind. Serve the Lord. Let this thing go on. Let it drift on. Hey, you know, they say, that's just bridge or that's... Water under the bridge is what they say. It's gone. It's just let it keep going. Quit trying to chase it down the river. Just remember, God's got something better for you. Put it behind you today because you can still do things that God loves. Won't you stand wherever you are in your home and, and in this sanctuary, we'll pray together. Breakthrough is coming. There's something beyond what you're going through. There's a life beyond what you're in there's a life past the struggle beyond that struggle today lord we love you so much today and you see where we are god in every situation lord and it is hard in this flesh it's heartbreaking in this flesh lord we are tried one place it says and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter for thy sake we are killed all the day long lord i know that this day that we live in is full of trouble. And I know that every child of God is going to have to stand in their fiery trial. But Lord, whatever has happened today, I know that you can make all things new. And Lord, today I ask you to bless all those under the sound of my voice, wherever they might be today, that they will not let what has happened be the only story told about them, but it'll be told how they overcome. That through you they have overcome great tragedy and great heartache and great pain and what was meant to destroy them God you meant it for good today Lord bless us and help us to believe today that you're going to take care of us let us believe that in this land of the living we're going to see your goodness we're going to see it happen in our lives in Jesus name hallelujah God you ought to clap your hands to the Lord today thank you Jesus If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name and you want to be, please contact us. You can message us on our church page. If you have my direct number, you can call me or text me. If you haven't received the gift of the Holy Ghost, we'll pray for you until God fills you with the Holy Ghost. But we want to see people saved. We want to see them living a best life, a best life for the Lord today.
Thank you for being with us today. Don't forget tonight at 7.30, the Youth Revival will continue tonight. Tune in, and, and God's going to bless you with that. Appreciate all our young men that have been preaching in these. Been some great services. Don't miss them. They're going all the way through Thursday, uh, this Youth Revival. Tune in for it at 7.30 right here on Restoration Apostolic Church. God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.